What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got a great one for you today because basketball is back. I know it's only been nine days without the dubs, but damn it, it was too long for me. We got the Golden State Warriors taking on the Toronto Raptors tonight in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Going to have a full breakdown of that. Some great sound from yesterday's media availability. And a couple more updates on the health of certain players because we can never get enough updates. It's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. If you're looking for Locked On Warriors, you can find us on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. Just go to your app store, download the new Himalaya app for free. It's super easy to use, has every single podcast you love or are searching for. It's got personally curated playlists made just for you by their expert podcast tastemakers, themed collections of shows to help with podcast discovery you can find everything from comedy to mystery thrillers sports you can follow your favorite shows and creators you can share playlists you can like and comment and you can find them on the app store or google play store and when you get it don't forget to follow locked on warriors once you are there so We got NBA basketball back tonight. And not just NBA basketball, we got the NBA Finals tonight. Game one in Toronto, in Canada. Yeah, geography lesson. We have gone nine days without any Warriors basketball. And for the sake of the team, the nine days is great because it gave them all time to rest, recoup, rehab. You know, Steph and Clay. well, we assume their ankles are fine because of the way they played in their last two series. But, you know, they did roll their ankles in game six against the Clippers. Steph has the the finger problem. Andre Iguodala missed game four against the Blazers. Kevin Durant, as we all know, has been out uh, for a couple weeks now. DeMarcus Cousins, same thing. Now, for DeMarcus and Kevin Durant, the time off didn't mean anything because they weren't playing anyways. But for Andre, Clay, Steph... You know, Draymond is is getting beat up playing center a lot for everyone. It's just nine nine days needed to get your body right. So for them, it makes sense. For me, selfishly, it's been a long nine days. The first four days, I was like, all right, this is good. They they need you know they need this time off to heal. Day five came around, I was like, I need my I need my Warriors basketball. This is bullshit. <laughs> but we have made it. We have made it to Thursday. May 30th, and it's go time. We got game one of the finals tonight. I want to go over some of the matchups. I've been holding off on some of the deeper stuff uh, because I wanted to wait until, you know, game day, really. So I want to start off with Andre Iguodala is playing, no question. You know, I I do think he could have played game four against the Blazers, but it was really a precautionary thing and a, you know, I think we can win without him kind of thing. So he's playing. Wouldn't be surprised if he starts. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, questionable. I think he'll be available. I don't think he'll start, though. Because he's on going to be on a minutes limit, it 
doesn't make sense to use those minutes at the start of the game, but we'll see. Steve Kerr, you know, he's he's unpredictable when it comes to the the center position. So we'll have to wait and see. And it's it's a tough spot for DeMarcus to be in, regardless of where he plays or how much playing time he gets. Getting dropped back into the NBA Finals for this uh, first time ever, coming off a you know month long injury. So it'll be interesting. Kevin Durant, as we know, is out. So let's go to starters. Obviously, Steph, Clay, Andre, Draymond, and I think you start Bogut personally, just because can he steal a couple minutes going up against Gasol? Before you bring in Looney or Bell, and then if if Cousins is available, I'd go with him in the second unit. But that's just me, and we also don't know if he'll be available, and we also never know what Steve Kerr is going to do. But I do feel pretty confident that whether he starts or not, he'll be part of that second unit, and it's hard to say whose minutes will be uh, depleted with Boogie out there. Maybe Jarebko, but you kind of like to have his shooting out there. So maybe it's Jordan Bell who uh, loses a couple minutes. But Steve Kerr has said before the series that Jordan Bell has earned minutes in this series. He's you know played well throughout the last couple series. So he's going to find time regardless. One thing with the benches that we're going to see with Steve Kerr, I believe, is he's going to play them until they can't be played anymore. Just meaning he's going to play the results. He's still going to go 11-12 deep and give guys minutes. But... Once it starts going south, I think he's going to pull the plug. And I think we saw that in game four against Portland when he had Steph play all of the third quarter, all of the fourth quarter, and all of overtime. And I am all for it. You know, people hate on the bench. It's not, they're not great, but they're also not that bad. And if you can steal minutes, go for it. But you also have to, you know, keep an eye on it and have a quick hook. And that's exactly what I think they should do. To me, it's similar to running <laughs> a fast-paced offense, so to speak, where just you don't have to get a shot off within seven seconds. You run down, you see what you got. If there's nothing there, you pull back. Throw your guys out there, throw the second unit out there, see if they can get some buckets, get some stops. If not, pull them out and then put the put the main guys back in. It's the finals, man. You have to be able to adapt, and you have to be willing to play your guys, too. And I don't just mean play the bench. I mean, you have to be willing to play your guys like Steph and Clay 40 minutes if you need to. But I do think Steve will continue to play his bench. And I also think the depth of the Raptors is not as good as people talk about. They had to trade a lot of people to get Marcus All, to get Kawhi Leonard. And their depth has been depleted. They've gone eight deep in the last series, and that's it. And I don't think they have many options behind those eight. The three coming off the bench are Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet, and Norm Powell. And Fred Van Vliet, before he started knocking down like 80% of his threes for the last three games, was shooting about 18% and almost unplayable. Danny Green only played about 15 minutes a game in the last two games. So it's going to be interesting to see how Nick Nurse distributes minutes and then if... Danny Green continues to play poorly. If Fred Van Vliet comes back down to earth, does he go deeper on the bench? Will there be a Pat McCaw sighting? I highly doubt it. Jody Meeks, Jeremy Lin, all these guys. I don't think we're going to see him. Now, it did come out today that OG Ananobi has been upgraded to questionable for game one. I don't think he plays game one. He's still coming back from an appendectomy. He did have uh, 
number of injuries throughout the regular season and just didn't really play great, but he is another big body to throw out there. He is a solid defender. But don't think we see him game one. Game two, probably. But again, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're forcing it with him. But it's just, it's an, it's a, an upgrade. It's the last bench piece that they have that's playable, and he might be able to go. So we'll have to wait and see. But Steve Kerr is going to keep going deep with his rotations, uh, with his, uh, his bench, and... You know, that's that's the other thing. It, it's important to steal minutes. If he can keep Steph or Clay down around 35, 36 minutes and the bench can toe the line for those, you know, spots to start the second and fourth, that's huge. That's huge for the Warriors and bad for the Raptors because, like I said, they don't play as, as many people. And if you ask me, they look tired, man. The Raptors looked tired last series. And, I mean, who knows? They, I think they got four days off in between game six and uh, the start of the finals. So maybe they're rejuvenated, but we will see. As far as matchups go, I think it'll be pretty much chalk across the board to start where it'll be, you know, Lowry on Steph, Green on Clay. Uh, I think you put Kawhi on uh, Andre, Siakam. On Draymond, and then you know whoever the center is on on Gasol, we will see a lot of cross matching eventually. I think putting Kawhi on Steph is the you know in case of emergency break glass kind of deal, where you don't do it initially, but I could see Kawhi starting on Andre or Draymond just to try and conserve his energy for the offensive end because he's had to carry the load these last two series uh, offensively, so. Maybe try and conserve some energy defensively, but if 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 the other guys are getting torched, then you're going to have to go to Kawhi. As far as who's guarding Kawhi, I think you'll see a lot of different mismatches. I, you know, I think Andre will get the the start on him. I think Clay will get some time on him. Draymond probably late in game will get time on him. I wouldn't be surprised if Draymond starts on Siakam and pretty much ignores him, kind of the Tony Allen treatment, so Draymond can roam. Siakam's hitting you know 28 percent from three. Uh, in the playoffs, but was uh, 37% in the regular season. So he's capable. And then as far as Gasol goes, yes, it's a better matchup than playing against Brooke Lopez. But Gasol also shot like 36, 37% from three this season. Hit, I think, 80 of them, something like that. Like, he's a shooter. He can get it done from, from beyond the arc, too. So it's not... I mean, yes, Brooke Lopez will, will is a gunner. It's a seven-foot gunner. But it's not as if Marcus Hall can't shoot either. So it'll be interesting to see, man. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued by all of it, especially because the Raptors have players who are capable but haven't really played well, like Danny Green. Danny Green can shot 45% from three during the regular season and can't hit a three to save his life in the playoffs. So I'm interested, man. We'll see what happens. Game one tonight. Going to take a quick break. Come back. I got some great sound I want to play for you guys from uh, Media Day. Uh, we got Draymond, Kerr, a couple other guys. It's it's good stuff. Uh, but first, I want to say thank you to Untug It for sponsoring Locked On. If you're looking for a great Father's Day gift, their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA, to get 20% off. What up, everybody? Welcome back into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles. T. Hamilton, what's good? 
you're looking for Locked on Warriors, find us on Himalaya. Brand new podcasting app. Get it in your app store and subscribe to Locked on Warriors. I'd say the biggest storylines for the Warriors going into this game, this game, this series, this finals, obviously the three-peat, Steph potentially getting finals MVP, which I think is overrated, but, you know, we'll get to that on another day. But it's injuries, man, whether DeMarcus is going to play, whether KD is going to play. So Steve Kerr was asked about DeMarcus, his availability, how they'll try and work him back in. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say. Yeah, DeMarcus has done an amazing job uh, coming back from the injury, which we felt at the time was season-ending. And uh, so he's done an incredible job of rebounding, rehabbing. uh, And now here he is. He's scrimmaged uh, a couple times this week. He's pain-free. So it's really more a matter of rhythm and timing and conditioning, all those things. I think I mentioned the other day, if this were the regular season, I'd throw him out there and, and uh, you know, he'd play whatever minutes he could tolerate and we'd build him up from there. It's not the regular season, it's the finals. So we have to figure out um, what's the best way to utilize him, um, how many minutes he can play, uh, what the game feels like, what the matchups are like. And um, so some of that will be determined by, you know, what's happening in the game and the other stuff is... Um, just internal with our staff. So there's Steve, and I like what he said because you get the sense, well, he just basically said it uh, without saying it, that he's good to go, that he's ready. If this was the regular season, we'd put him out there, let him play until he couldn't play anymore, and then figure the rest out. But it's the finals. Every possession matters. So you got to be a little more diligent with when you play him and how you use him, etc. One thing I didn't mention was the... Raptors are kind of susceptible to offensive rebounds, giving up offensive rebounds. That's another spot where DeMarcus could help. He, Yes, we all want him to go out there and get buckets and knock down jumpers and all that stuff. But at the same time, set good screens, get Steph and Clay and whoever else open off some of your screens, get some rebounds, uh, maybe get some of their big guys in foul trouble. Like there's a lot he can do outside of being, you know, the 20 and 10 guy that we expect. Uh, but I, I like what Steve Kerr said about, you know, he'd be good to go, but it's the finals. Draymond also had some thoughts on it and put it in a way that only Draymond could, but just how challenging it will be for DeMarcus Cousins to get dropped back into basketball in the middle of the NBA finals. A huge challenge. Um, you know, when you, when you talk about DeMarcus, uh, he's someone who's been great in this league for years now. He's probably played basketball, what, 16 out of the last 19 months. You know, so that right there alone is a challenge in itself. Uh, Then you start to talk playoff experience where you and I both know the intensity level is completely different uh, than a regular season game, and he doesn't have much playoff experience. And then you get dropped in the NBA Finals. Uh, It's kind of like some kid who grew up in like the suburbs going to private school and then one day you just got dropped in the hood and was told to survive like <laughs> you gotta figure that out <laughs> um it's very similar to that now in saying that if you're that kid that dropped in the hood like what do you revert to you just revert to what you know 
You do what, whatever it is that you know, you just try to do that to survive. Well, one thing we do know is DeMarcus is a great basketball player. So at that point, then you just go out there and you do what you're great at. And everything else will fall in line. But I think it's also on us. You know, that kid has a much better chance to survive than if he get with the right group of friends in that neighborhood. It's on us as his teammates to help pull him through, you know, to get whatever we can out of him to help make us a better team and do whatever we can to put him in the best position to be successful. So there's Draymond on the challenge of DeMarcus Cousins getting back into basketball. And that's the other thing, too, that I'm glad he mentioned. You know, DeMarcus hasn't really played much basketball in the last 18, 19 months. He's been rehabbing the Achilles tear, played for the Warriors for about 30 games, and then tore his, his quad, right? And so... It, it is a challenge. It's not, it's going to be very different. Like the, the people who are wondering, oh, well, what's it going to be like if KD comes back? Will that mess up chemistry? No, because KD's played on this team for three years now. They know how to play with him. DeMarcus Cousins is a little different. But Draymond also said, you know, he's a great player. And what do you revert back to in this situation? Basketball. It's just basketball. It is different because it's the finals. And I understand the analogy he was making that, you know, uh, basketball in the hood, so to speak, is probably a little more tougher, a little more tough than uh, basketball at the private school. And that's what he's, you know, referring to as far as finals intensity. And, you know, it's just a different brand of basketball. But I'm excited to see DeMarcus play. I, I am guarded, cautiously optimistic, I guess. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see because... You know, he had good games when he was healthy and bad games when he was healthy. He was still trying to find his groove, and uh, who knows? He could be a major shot in the arm. He could just be another another guy. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Draymond recently called himself the greatest defender to ever live. I don't know if that was the exact quote, uh, but it was something along those lines. And he was asked about that during his availability. Here is what he had to say about it. As a competitor... Uh, if you're trying to do something meaningful, if you don't have the mindset that you're the best ever, you failed already. So if you don't have the mindset that you are the best reporter ever, then you already failed. And that's been my mindset since I can remember. That will be my mindset as long as I can remember anything, that I am the best ever at what I do. And every day that I step on the basketball floor, I will strive to be that. But my mindset will always be as such as I am the best to do what I do. And that will give me a shot at being the best. But before you can ever reach anything, you have to believe it. You don't just mistakenly become great at something. You probably at one point, at one time or another believe that you can be great at that. And then you work to get great at that, and you reach that greatness. But you don't mistakenly become great. And then you start to believe, oh, man, I'm great at that. No, you, you believe that before, and you work to get that. So I always believe that, and I'll work every day to reach that. So there's Draymond on greatness, man. It's, uh, you know, he went on a roundabout way, but if you really listen to it, it's it's interesting stuff, and, and it makes sense. And the the thing is, yeah, some people will come out and say it, but I believe that Draymond believes what he's saying and always has felt that way. And it, uh, you know, as a competitor, as a 
professional athlete, you, you kind of have to have that. You know, even if you're not <laughs> the greatest, which Draymond might be the greatest defender of all time. But, you know, even the bench players who think they're the greatest, you need some of that. You absolutely need some of that. We need some of that in our everyday lives. Shoot. Going to take one more break, come back. There were a couple of lighter things that happened at uh, Media Day that I want to get to. Uh, so I'm going to play those coming up next. But first, today's show is brought to you by Grip 6. They are ultra lightweight belts with no holes, no flap, and it's a great Father's Day gift. Go to Grip 6 Belts and get a special offer for you at grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton, what up? Media day was yesterday, and it was pretty standard, but there was also some funny moments. Uh, Kawhi Leonard spoke to the media, and I almost feel bad because, like, you know what? The guy laughed during preseason at a at a press conference, and then it became this whole thing for probably forever. But he also was talking about fame and how he doesn't chase it and this and that and how Steph's a bigger star uh, during his media availability. Here's what Kawhi had to say. I mean, I'm not playing a game for that reason. You know, I'm out here playing to have fun and trying to be the best player I could be. And, you know, I'm happy with myself and, you know, what I've done in my career. And I'm just going to keep going from there. It's not about me being famous or want to have more fame than those guys. It's, it's about me playing basketball and having fun on the floor. I almost feel bad because he's clearly not comfortable with speaking to the media and all that stuff. But at the same time, I have to just say, you know, I'm not playing for fame, all that. Dude, you are have been ticketed for Los Angeles for the last two years. And, okay, maybe you just like Los Angeles. But there's also talk of, you know, he didn't get the endorsements he wanted with San Antonio and wasn't able to reach the stardom that he wanted in San Antonio. Uh, maybe he stays with Toronto. I kind of actually hope that's what he does because I think regardless of how it turns out in the finals uh, or how it turns out, whether he stays or leaves, I think the trade was absolutely worth it for the Raptors. But if he does stay, that just makes it even more worth it, obviously. But the idea that, oh, I'm just, I just play basketball and I don't care. Like, come on, man, you, you're, you've been dying to get to LA for the last two years. Like no one does that if they want their star to, to, to stay you know, where it's at, stay small or whatever. Uh, Clay, the best, this was some of the best stuff. Clay was asked about Drake and like, I'm going to stay away from most Drake stuff, but when Clay answers it, it's good enough that I have to, uh, to play it for you. So Clay was asked whether he would be skipping over Drake songs on his playlist throughout this series and uh, getting ready for games and stuff like that. If a Drake song comes on, if he's going to skip it or if he'll be listening to it and, uh, Clay had a great Clay response. If it's a bad song, I'll skip it. But if it's one of his hits, I'll play it. I've been a Drake fan since, you know, I was in high school. Um, he's a great artist. Do I like him as a Raptor fan? No, but I like him as a musician. He uh, is extremely talented, but I will definitely skip this song if I don't like it. And if it's one of his soft, you know, R&B songs, I'm going to skip it because I'm in... I'm in kill mode right now, you know, trying to get these four games. So I'll skip Hotline Bling and anything along that line. So there's Clay on his musical preferences during the finals. Uh, just pretty funny, man. Uh, the the Drake thing will be a side story, and 
I'll probably ignore most of it, but if something funny happens, I'll gladly pass it along. Uh, one thing that I think will be interesting to see is Steph and Clay. Obviously, they're huge in this series, but Steph, you have to imagine, even though, look, I think Finals MVP is overrated. It's just the only thing people can point to uh, in Steph's career that he hasn't won. It, it's it's almost like once he does win a Finals MVP, they'll point to it and say, yeah, but he never won Defensive Player of the Year. He didn't win Rookie of the Year. I, I think Finals MVP is overrated. But you have to imagine that Steph is motivated to get Finals MVP. And then also Clay. I think Clay talked about kill mode. I think he is extra motivated after being left off all NBA. Whether you think he deserved it or not, Clay thinks he deserved it and is fired up about that. So it's here. It's finally here after nine days of no Warriors hoops. We got it tonight. Warriors Raptors game one. I'll be back after the game with a nice little recap. Hopefully recapping the Dubs win. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. And here's a reward. Why don't you go and download the brand new Himalaya podcasting app. It's free. Super easy to use. Has every single podcast you love or are searching for. Gives you personally curated playlists, themed collections. You can follow your favorite shows. And it has all your favorite shows. So go ahead and check out Himalaya. And once you get there, subscribe to Locked On Warriors, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. (laughs) Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.